1: The future. So cool, right? All of those amazing new innovations that are going to make life even better. Like, wouldn't it be
0: great to have a car that changes color to match your mood? Oh, wait. Even better. Your outfit. Buick is thinking about the future every single day. A future built around you with super smart Buick EVs that can make your life even better.
1: And it's all out there waiting. So let's go to the future together. Join us at Buick.com slash future. hello and welcome to episode 65 of Paderone and it's uh, 2017 and uh, it's uh, I wa- i'm walking now in the dark with my dogs and my daughter here say, say hello Duanna. hello yeah <laughs> and uh, um it's quite dark here actually, yeah. So it's been a great Christmas. I hope you had a good Christmas. I went for uh, Christmas Day, I went into the sea and uh, into the Irish Sea and it was freezing cold. But I was, was glad, I'm glad I did it. And since then I uh, I did it again. I, I went for a run down on the beach and then ran into the sea and back out again. Oh, it's a great way to uh, get your vitals going. Whatever that means to uh get the blood flowing through your veins and f- and for the rest of the day you feel uh quite awake well at least for a few hours and then you can take a nap it's a great way to spend the day and uh i i um and I started running again, so I'm back running back running right and so yesterday I ran eight point four kilometers. In something like forty-four minutes, something—it's not great, but uh, it's a, it's a start, isn't it? And uh, I'm going to start doing doing weights. So, I I think you should prepare yourself for a very fit, buffed, muscular Joe Rooney in 2017 with muscles and legs. I have legs now, but I'm going to continue having legs for 2017. We're going to add some muscle to that. Not a lot, lot, but not a lot, but a bit. So this episode of Rooney features a fella called Andrew Ryan. who's an Irish comedian that is based in London and who I met at the Cat Laughs Festival last year and never heard of him before that but he's doing well across the water in the UK and I interviewed him at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival where he was doing a show his third, his fourth show but his third in a row and uh, yeah, a very nice man from Cork very uh, charismatic individual and uh, a fella that uh Hasn't done many gigs here in Ireland So I'd like to see him do a few Because he's brilliant Uh, This is an old one But I've had it there in the vault Because I have a vault That I keep all my interviews in And occasionally I go down there When I'm getting a bottle of wine And uh, I find One of the interviews there uh, On tape And I take it out of a box And blow the dust off it And put it out in my podcast, it's very hard, but I have to convert an old audio real tape into digital and then send it out into the internet. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's all bullshit, of course, but um, uh, it's a nice chat and uh, I uh, I will be doing some gigs coming up. And I'd like you to come if you live in Dublin and you know the area of Dundrum. I'll be in the Mill Theatre in Dundrum every Thursday in January. It's me and some of my improvisational comedy friends, BFFs. And we're doing a show every Thursday. A one-act kind of show. 80-minute show, no break, at 8pm. In the Mill Theatre in Dundrum. So uh, get your uh, walking boots on and go out for that. Ooh, it's very dark here. It's very dark, isn't it, uh, Duanna? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've we've left the dog walking to far too late. And uh, using the... so it's kind of scary. Are you scared, Duana?
0: Yeah, I'm a bit
1: terrified. Because we were earlier on a dog ran towards us, and you kind of felt afraid. Yeah. But I... not what. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I ran away.
1: Yeah, and normally you're not afraid of dogs.
0: No, but in the dark.
1: It's a combination of dog and darkness. Yeah, yeah. Are you scared now? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, God, we better go. We better go back then. We're walking right into the darkness, aren't we? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, I think we better go because my daughter Duane is too scared, so we better let you... uh, We'll come back on the other side and uh, talk to you then. But in the meantime, you can leave the darkness. You can leave us here in the dark scariness of a walk by the dark, scary canal and listen to my interview. (laughs) Woo, that is scary with Andrew Ryan. See you after. See you on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hi, I'm uh, I'm talking to Andrew Ryan here. We're at the Edinburgh Fringe and uh, we're at the Assembly Rooms. Andrew, how are you? How's things?
0: I'm not too bad, Joe, no, yeah. I just come off stage an hour ago. Well, I'd say come off stage an hour ago. Yeah. Just did my solo show here at the Assembly and uh, it was a really good night tonight. Four left, so... uh,
1: That's been a good run for you?
0: It's been a great run, yeah. Um, Very. No, I must say now, you know, when you come to Edinburgh, a lot of people will come up and they go. Oh, I've got a great show, and then three or four things around it doesn't go that well. But uh, this year, I think it's all been pretty much s- solid. You know, like everything around numbers have been great. The room was mm. great. The show has been consistent. And uh, how many have you done? Is this-, this is my fourth Edinburgh. Is it really? Yeah, I do- I did- I've done three in a row. I did a solo, year off. I got scared. <laughs> yeah, I did. A, you know, a lot of comics will. Come up here, and uh, they'll be they'll do a they do a, 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 a their newcomer year, and they'll get it spot on. Right, I got right. mine the wrongest way you could possibly get it. I should not have come up. Yeah, but because the thing is, I think it's because uh, I started stand up when I was twenty six. So at twenty eight, I wanted something quick. You know what I mean? I felt like I was two years in, and I felt like um, hmm. oh, I've got an hour of material now, so I'll just do the hour. Yeah. Whereas when you come up to Edinburgh it's not about having an hour of material. <laughs> you know, mm. it's about your story. What are you what are you saying? What kind of message are you giving across what's your theme? I just had an hour of bits. Yeah. But and I don't w- think everybody has a has a theme, do they? I mean but you know what I mean? I just but came the, up with... Like, uh, I had a good... Like, don't get me wrong. I, I had a good time. And yeah, yeah. the show went down well and got some nice reviews and good numbers. But cool. it wasn't a show show. You know what I mean? It wasn't like... Yeah, yeah. You know, as the way Edinburgh kind of kind of pushes towards, if you know what I mean. They yeah, have yeah a, sure. And but um, that, I learned from that, though.
1: Yeah, cool. And uh, I've only become aware of you in the last year. I mean, actually, from Cat Laughs, Kilkenny. That's the first time I met you. But I yeah. wasn't even aware... So, did you start off in yeah, so London? Like, I
0: started, yeah. I right. left Ireland when I was 22. I'm 34 now, for the listeners. You don't look it. So, I'm, I'm nearly 13 years in the UK. So, mm. I left, I did my leaving cert. I left leaving cert in Cork. I went to Christians in Cork. Yeah. Couldn't go to college. Like, it was so bad, I didn't, there was no point even repeating like, I was so far off the pace. Like, you know what I mean? Some people go, oh, I got 350 points. If I repeat, I might get 445 and get arts in UCC.
1: I got 180. Like, yeah. you know,
0: I'd have to have done fourth and fifth year and sixth
1: year again. You know what I mean? Just was, to the, get... was Were the parents uh, disappointed? No, they no? weren't.
0: No, I think the signs were there. Oh, <laughs> the were signs <laughs> were there from the age of 10. You know what I mean? Okay. No, was, like, I wasn't academic or anything, you know, or sporty. So, like... You know, I actually talk about it in my show. So, like, I was just—I was an impulsive messer, but mm. I wasn't a bad messer. I wasn't a serious troublemaker. You know, I'd—I'd I'd wind AD, the teachers up HD and so. kind of no, no, but I—I I just wouldn't. Like, there's no label for there's you. There's no label for me. No, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm unique, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, but I left school and I went to work in. Um, I had some odd jobs. Now, I—I uh, I was a private investigator. No way. I was a private Are investigator you? for nine nine months. I was the youngest oh, one in Ireland. What yeah. was that one? Like, so I used know. to do surveillance on people who had fraudulent insurance claims. My so, for example, I was 19 when I did this. So I, I passed my drive, driving tech, driving exam when I was 17. So I'd become a taxi driver. Yeah. I thought that was that was the only skill I had, you know. Yeah. And uh, my dad knew a guy who, he, I think my dad said, can you sort my son out with a job there? He's not up to much, you know. So I went in and he worked for a, company and they did security uh, they did car possessions for people who didn't pay their finance and they had an investigation service so they said do you want to do it and i was like sure why not mm. so i used to do surveillance on people in cork who had fraudulent insurance claims with camera kind of thing yeah this Showing was them? this was 2000 so we had we didn't have digital cameras we had just big long lenses actually taking photographs yeah so we used to do so i'll give you an example of one job i did there was a woman claiming for whiplash you know she's saying that she couldn't walk as everyone does as everyone does she couldn't walk couldn't leave the house mm. and I'd like turn up outside the house at six in the morning like And then if she went to the shops I'd just photograph her bending over in the car putting the shopper in the back and you'd just do it like seven or eight hours then you'd go back and you'd hand those the film back to the office they'd develop the photographs and then when that case goes to court then um they go, oh, I haven't left the house in nine months. I want sixty grand. I go, well, we have twenty-seven photographs of you out shopping mm. and doing all that. And, and I, I'm not like it was the worst job I've ever had in my mm. life. It's an awful job. So it's not, but it's the people in the it's the people you work with, you know, type bailiffs and all that. Like I was 19, I was quite naive, you know what I mean? But it taught me a lot. Were you ever, but you ever confronted by anyone? Anyway. I've been caught, yeah. I got caught twice, yeah. Take That's why minute. I kind of stopped doing it because I kept on getting caught. Mm. Like the job is to do surveillance, is to not be. Caught, yeah. So one woman I was following. I know it sounds like I'm following women a lot here, but it was mostly men. But I was following a woman and she jumped an amber light, and it was heavy traffic, so I thought I jumped the light as well. You know, and as I jumped the light, they clocked it because what happens is if you've got a claim in, this is what this is how we were taught. Like this is what I was taught. Like Mm. if you've got a claim in, your solicitor will go, look, you might get followed to see what you're up to because if some people are saying like can't leave the house and they're outside playing five side football, yeah. And they're claiming eighty grand. Now that impacts on my insurance. It does. And that impacts no, on your yeah, insurance. No problem with that. So you have to be a kind of a good Bailiff's, guy and a Bailiff's bad guy. I have a, maybe have a problem with. Yeah, like, but it was those type of the type of people that did that job yeah. were of that ilk, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I was nineteen, like you know, I was quite naive, and then I. I did that. I, I hated it. It was the most boringest job. I mean, yeah. people think it's like Hawaii 5 and you're jumping over cars, you're hiding yeah. in bushes and all that. It's not. You're sit, literally sitting outside a house in a car reading eight newspapers. Now, this was before Twitter, before Facebook. This was before, you know, you had a phone that you could... I had a Nokia
1: 3210 doing that job. Yeah. So you max it's out nothing. Snake. Once mm. you've done Snake, you're done, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah Joe yeah, Duffy yeah. every day, you know. Uh, so. Jesus, yeah, Joe Duffy. Because I actually worked in a car park parking people's cars. And... Uh, it was Joe Duffy I listened to as well, yeah? Be awful, yeah. So
0: I, uh, I left that job, and then I
1: went to work in the health board. Mm. I worked
0: as a clerical officer in the health board, and then um, I just woke up one day, man, and I just went, nah, i got to go. Like, I just, there was nothing. I was doing a bit of uh, amateur dramatics in Cork mm. with a few groups, and um, I'd always, I was always getting laughs. I, I, really liked I really liked doing the amateur. I was in a few plays. I was in the Wizard of Oz at the Everyman. Yeah. Did a panto season. And then I just was 22 and I was like, I just wanted to leave Ireland. So I moved to the UK and I've not been home since. Now, I love Ireland and I, love it. I probably love it more than I did when I lived there, you know. But yeah. I came over to England and I lived in Manchester for a bit. Lots of family in Manchester. And also, I'm a massive football fan. And I thought, like at 22, the only thing that I had any interest in my life was um, football. Yeah. Because, you know, the way you go to university... You have you meet new friends. Like a lot of my mates went to UCC and they became best friends with fellows from Limerick and Galway who came down to uni. And then my circle of friends diminished. I was working with 40-year-olds. Right, oh, yeah. And I just felt really sort of like I was just not in the right area. Mm. And I thought, what's the best thing to do? So I had a brother of mine that lived in London. I said, I didn't want to go to London yet. So I love football. And I thought, why don't I just go to... Live in Manchester for six months. When does you know where you go away for a year or six yeah. months? I've gone to Manchester for six months. I originally thought about moving to Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, I actually looked at like moving to Australia, going to America, mm. uh, moving to Edinburgh. I I was thinking about going to America. That I was thinking about when I go south backpacking. Mm. Came to Manchester, got a job as a waiter. Um, met loads of people. Met loads of Irish people. And then I got a season ticket to Manchester to Old Trafford, and I just I became I became obsessed. I, but at 22, I think I was a bit of a late developer, but I went to Old Trafford for five years in a row, and I missed five games, five home games. Really? And um, I got a job mm. working in a bank in Manchester,
1: mm.
0: and I got trapped again. I was, tra- mm. I was trapped in the 9-to-5 yeah. again, and I thought, this, I could literally have just done this in Cork. Yeah. And then I was 26, and uh, I went down to the Comedy Store in Manchester, and I saw... I tell you, the first gig I saw in Manchester Comedy Store when I was 26... This is the lineup, right? You wouldn't believe this lineup. MCing was Stephen K. Amos. Mark Watson opened. Mm. Second on second was Mickey Flanagan. Yeah. Break. John Bishop opened the first half. Oh, and get and Mick Ferry closed it. Jesus. And that brilliant. was the lineup I saw um, in two thousand in what are we, two thousand and seven, two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. Now look at where they're yeah. all gone. And that was the gig that John Bishop talks about, seeing his wife in the audience.
1: Yeah, I don't know that material.
0: But John Bishop says on a few interviews that yeah. he did a gig and his wife was in the audience and his ex-wife didn't know that he was in the audience, that he was on stage. Oh, yeah. John Bishop walks out, does a gig. Oh, his ex-wife? And his ex-wife was sat in the audience and oh, she right. didn't know he was doing stand-up. Oh, really? And yeah. I was at the gig where his wife oh, really? was sat in the audience. And he talks about it on like Jonathan yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after the gig, he went down the steps to go in to, to talk to her. And he had a shaved head at the time. It was really weird, you know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I did started you bring that up on stage. No, he talks about it in some of his interviews. Yeah, yeah, and books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, long story short, I went back every week, mm. and I just I went I'd go on a Thursday night, and I used to see Lloyd Langford on mm. Tom Rigglesworth. and I would go on a busy night, and I would go on a quiet night, and then I found out that they had this thing called the Gong Show, mm. which you can just put your name down. So I went down and I did the Gong. And, uh, that was your first gig? First gig was a gong, uh, which is basically you go on and the audience decide if you are any good and they can put cards up, and if you're crap after 10 seconds, they boo you off. Mm-hmm. And I went down, I did it, and I lasted two minutes and 20 seconds. And it was the worst <laughs> death. Well, and that... Mick Ferry MC'd it. Yeah, Mick Ferry, really. who's yeah, a good yeah, mate yeah. of mine now. Yeah. But I loved it. Right. But I right. went back, and I got did three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, if I can do... I can do three and a half I can do four Yeah And I, that was it Cool And I just started from there And I did um, What did I do Then I did The open mic circuit In the north of England Yeah um, Literally just kept it I was still working Right Daytime right. And I was, was 20 the Frog 20, and Bucket still going in Yeah Manchester, The Frog yeah. and Bucket was there I used yeah. to do the Monday night At the Frog and Bucket Yeah I was working nine to five In a bank And then on a Friday And Saturday night I got a job Working behind the bar In the Frog and Bucket So I could watch the weekend acts Oh yeah And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday I'd do open spots like and then, after about two years, I sacked it all off and I just did the comedy full time. Right, yeah. And then I stayed up the North West, was doing the clubs the weekends, got into the weekends at the comedy store, got into the frogs, um, the stands, you know. Every every comic, if any comics existed, they all know the process that we all go through, yeah. you know. And then I moved down to London. Huh? And then I moved down to London, then I moved back to Manchester, then I moved back down to London again. <laughs> So, I was up and down for a number yeah. of years, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. I had ties in Manchester and I had a girlfriend as well in Manchester. And uh, because I went out to London, I started doing gigs in London, and I realized that most of my paid work was actually outside London. Mm. So, I had to keep leaving London. Right, 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 right. So, then I just had to sit in London for another couple of years, which I've done. And now I rarely go further than Birmingham. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you don't have to. Yeah, I kind of don't have to now. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's like you're flying there. I mean, yeah. it's going brilliantly. But and it's been good, like it then. is. It's amazing. Great you know, presence on stage and yeah, yeah.
0: But like you know, but doing that like and I would never, I never really gigged in Ireland. I went back oh No, like I never really gigged in Ireland. Like I mean, I signed with a a good agent and I did like um, Russell Howard's Good News and hmm. I did a few telly spots on Comedy Central doing stand up. But I go, I went back over. Like I've never done the laughter lounge. I've yeah. never done it. which
1: is a stepping stone. Yeah. In, in all, Ireland, yeah, all yeah all I've never years done years.
0: it. I've done the Inter four or five times, and I've always loved that. Yeah. I've done Galway Fest, Kilkenny twice, Ivy Gardens twice. Yeah. But Brian down in City Limits in Cork, I went in one night a couple of years ago to Brian, and he chucked me on for a 10, and then you know, he's always had me into clothes or the headline now ever since then. And then, cool. obviously, um, I got to know Chris Kent yeah, well night at city limits, Cork yeah. Comedian. Brilliant um, comedian as well. Oh, fabulous comedian, who, do, who now moved to the UK. Oh, has he? And me and him were living next door to each other for, oh. for a year, he's, so he's now moved up to Cambridge. But I just live outside London now, in Hertfordshire, and he moved, I moved into the same apartment block as him. And then oh, last right. year he moved away, so every day he would he, come over to my house.
1: Chris is one of those people, I'm going, going, why, why isn't he all over Irish TV, you know? It's just this weird thing. He's just an amazing comedian. I feel yeah.
0: inferior. Uh, when he, I see him he, sometimes on stage incredible. he's an incredible comic yeah, yeah. but he's one of, he's, yeah. just, he's just the thing about Chris is I find is um, he's so talented he's mm. such a wonderful storyteller he's you know perhaps that's
1: what he wants to I mean that's what he wants to do but the he thing is when it stand-up. does happen when it does happen
0: for him and mm. he's all over Irish telly and all mm. over British telly He'll have the street, he'll have the material, he'll have, have the street cred, lot. he's yeah. done four or five Edinburgh's.
1: Yeah. He's yeah. got
0: it all in the back catalogue ready to release. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what I'm doing, you know, four Edinburgh's now, you know, so yeah. it's four hours, so I'm building it up and building it up and keep coming back here every year and selling your wares, you know. It's
1: good, and you did a lot of traveling. now. You just told me that you're booked to do the, the uh, China gigs. Is it China, Hong Kong, that month? Yeah, I could yeah. be going
0: over to China, Hong mm. Kong, Shanghai. Yeah, do a two-week spot over there. Yeah. I mean, You've it's, done to, the it's great, East, isn't it? So, uh, Dubai and all that. I've done Lark. Dubai four times. Yeah, Middle East, Qatar, Bahrain. Mm. We were supposed to do a gig in Saudi Arabia in a mm. compound. Uh, we flew over and uh, we got banned. <laughs> the one let us into the com- they let us into Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So we flew Before to we Bahrain. Even did a gig. We flew to Bahrain, did a couple of gigs there, and then they were like, mm. "Right, we're going to drive to Saudi Arabia and do a gig in a compound to a lot of British and Irish." immigrants or expats or whatever you call them and uh, the day before we were going in they come back and they said no they've they've, they've rejected our visas yeah they probably googled me online or something and saw what i was talking about (laughs) we can't have that in saudi arabia
1: (laughs) (laughs) so ahmed jali got got uh, driven to the airport out of uh, qatar i believe he did some material about the uh, world cup and how they were treating the workers or something and on stage, and after the gig, they after the gig, they said there's a car waiting for you, and drove him back to the oh, airport. Drove to the
0: airport. It's you strange. know, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not, because I remember being at, in Doha once, and um, about four years ago, three or four years ago, I went with Glen Wool and Zoe mm. Lyons, two great funny, two very very funny people, and. Mm. Uh, we were in Doha, and I mean, I'd never been to the Middle East. Like, I mean, I didn't even Google the heat before I went. Mm. I thought, well, if it's, it's probably near Greece, so we're looking at 20 degrees or something, you know. I didn't Google the heat. And uh, we arrived in Doha, <laughs> and we were just told the following things you're not allowed to say. Well, I was uh, like, what? I can't, can't, can't say that. can't say this. can't mention this. can't mention that. You can't mention this. can't mention that. You're not allowed to say this word. You're not allowed to say that word. And yeah. I'm like, oh, and I'm, I remember being with Wool and Wool was like, I ain't sticking in that. Yeah. And he goes on the first night and he does his Osama Bin Laden stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. He just like, Glenn was like, kind of going, you're telling me what I can't say. is giving me more reason, con- to, more say reason it. to say it. Yeah, It's I, the point of doing
1: comedy. I know. I, I was on stage in, uh, there was the Irish bar? There's an Irish bar in in Dubai, anyway. And, yeah, and uh, it's... it's McGettigan's. Yeah. Uh And it's... We've a, all been there, Joe. We've all been be. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm on stage and the manager is trying to get my attention to the side. And uh, I'm going to have to kind of sidle over, still performing. And he's going, don't curse, don't curse. Because <laughs> was two policemen had come in and they were standing watching there watching, it. watching yeah. the show. So. That's, it's, it's, yeah. Do you
0: know what? I tell you, this is true. I did a gig in Bahrain, right? Mm. And I walked on stage. I was the opening act. And there was three fellas in the front row and they had three wives. But they were all in full... Arab dress, mm. they were in the burqa, and um, the organiser was quite nervous that I was going on first, because they'd seen me the previous nights where i go on and, hello everyone, where are you from? Mm. And they were like, you just don't, just don't talk, don't just don't whatever. talk, now I'd had a couple of gins, but mm. I went up anyway, and but, the, but but I never spoke to them, mm. but did the gig, but i just seen the lad, i to see them laughing.
1: You know what I mean? And mm-hmm.
0: then at the end, I just went down, I shook all their hands. And, like, they were the best crowd. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. you think going over there, because they have such different culture than us. Like, we, we're used to walking up and chatting to everyone. Or mm-hmm. if you want to chat to anyone. But when you're over there, like, I was a bit very nervous. I was going to go, like, oh, God, you know, because the other audience members were nervous as well. Yeah, yeah, a big... Do you yeah, see for what the, I mean? Like, the Irish in like the crowd were nervous happen. about what could happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm walking up and I'm faced with, like, people who I've not had in the front row before who are just normal people out for a night out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but but everyone is, like, tense. And I <laughs> went up, like... And I was like... Oh, I said something like, I said, hi, is this are these your, Is this your wife? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, you're all I treated them exactly as... You know, yeah. like as normal. And I made, a, made one joke, which I won't repeat here, but like I made a joke yeah. and a massive laugh and attention just went. Yeah, cool. Do you know what I mean? Cool, cool, cool. Because, yeah. they, they, you, know, you know, people have these assumptions of different cultures and stuff like that. Most people I've met from those, from Arabic cultures, or whatever, they just have the crack as anyone else. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? You know, yeah. there's no hassle yeah. at all.
1: Yeah, I was over there doing the improv with the Who's Line Fellas and we did, uh, we had a, a few couples in from locals in Bahrain actually. Uh, yeah, we did one scene that was in. It was in the beauticians, but we ended up doing the Brazilian thing. But um, it was a sketch. You know yeah, you know I mean? and uh, just to see the the women's, the local women's face, they were laughing, but they were hiding. They'd never seen it before. <laughs> They'd never yeah, seen yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a joke. Oh, I
0: remember. I remember doing a doing a joke. Um, and I just, you know, the way when you think to yourself, this sounds great in the head, mm. how it's gonna sound. Mm. on the floor it's mm. going to be a different thing I remember just biting my I, was, I know I'm going to say that because I just thought that's, that could be my next year's booking yeah. out the window as yeah, well yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, 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 yeah. so but I go over and just do the same stuff you know I'd I still say the odd fucking stuff like that you know it's not a right. it's not a major you know I think du- Dubai is a bit more relaxed than y- Doha y- yeah.
1: Than yeah. Qatar oh Qatar yeah, yeah. Just, Qatar is a
0: Bahrain. yeah Bahrain uh, I was in a Bahrain And there was a guy at the gig, he was from Saudi, because a lot of the Saudi people come over the border Mm. for their weekends away. There was a guy at the comedy gig in full Arab dress, drinking a pint of Guinness smoking a flag. (laughs) I'm telling you, and I was trying to think, could I take a picture of it? But I thought, no, because, you know, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be taking the piss, you know, but pint of Guinness, a cigarette, full Arab dress, watching comedy. I thought, this is the greatest (laughs) thing I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. But he was loving it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Ah, It is a bit odd, though. I mean, I was talking to the lads in the airport one day, just, but I was cursing away, like you are as an Irish person, and suddenly the English lads are going, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I was saying, but. Yeah, it's it's crazy how it works. i very nervous. Yeah, it is. is, (laughs) You know, but
0: I think, like, you know, you just got to. Forget about it and just do your own thing. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about it. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, are you coming over to the Galway Festival? The Gal- No, I'm not doing Galway go, this yeah. year.
0: I did Galway last year. Mm. Um, I'm going on. It's September, isn't it? October. October uh, is it? Yeah, Halloween. Halloween. Halloween weekend. weekend. Yeah, I did it last year with um, Rich Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good fun. Did a, I was only over there for one day or two? I was only there for two days actually. Right. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not there this year, no. You did the Ivy Gardens. Did just the gone. Ivy Gardens at the end of July. Yeah. That was great. Brilliant. I mean, it oh, must be. The it, lineup, I, The lineups. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. it's I brilliant. hosted on the Friday. I hosted me, brought Chris Kent on, yeah. Deirdre O'Kane, and then Stuart Francis. You're like. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? And then yeah. on, on the
1: Saturday, then I, I did a I set. Saw, uh, Paul Gethard at the Ivy Gardens. Chris Gethard. Chris. Sorry, Chris, Chris Gethard, Gethard Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't see his show here, but I, I saw a you show were saying here, yeah. that's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's a pretty right. heavy
0: show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like as a, it's a great piece of work. It's an hour and like fifteen minutes, and it's about his mental health issues. Su- and it's uh, yeah, suicide, attempted suicides. He's won. Yeah, he's doing the show. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, suicide yeah, yeah, didn't win. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, really, really good. Yeah, really good, interesting show to watch and some areas of comedy that I've never been taken down before and yeah. you know I was a bit like oh god oh god we're going here right and uh, every person I've seen has had a different opinion on it so many people I've seen yeah. have had different opinions on how, how to do it I went, I went with Chris Kent so Chris what would you think best thing I've ever seen yeah and he said to me what did you think I went I still haven't made up my mind yet. Like you know, yeah. that's 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 what that that's what a good show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps you yeah. talking. Yeah, that's you know good. what I mean. Yeah, so. I've seen
1: some of his show. You know, he's got a TV show online, and and uh, he gets people 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 uh, come on live online to the show, and a lot of them are fairly depressed are they? because he has that reputation, so they feel they can open up to him. Yeah. So they come. Well, online. if that's your
0: niche, then go on it.
1: That's I don't that know what audience. my niche will That'll be. Niche. <laughs>
0: your niche is suicide comedy. You go for it, man. Yeah. That audience, he's, he's got all wrapped up. He, he, he'll be he, put, the, put it. Will his audience him, come back the next year? I no, ask the question.
1: <laughs> the dwindling numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Are you enjoying the festival this year? I am, yeah. No, this is my first time coming uh, to do a full show. I only did five gigs, but I, by default, I ended up doing my own show because the other two guys dropped out. I heard, out. yes. You were telling me the best of Irish. It was, no, it was uh, the three lads from Father Ted, and the other two lads, uh, Patrick McDonald and Michael Redmond, dropped out. So I ended up doing my own show, and I loved it. So I'm You got the vibe? You got, got the got, vibe? Now, I know I, I, I want to come back next year, and I know I'll regret it. Saying, you know, I'll be three weeks in, and because I met you two or three nights ago and you were just knackered looking oh, I'm exhausted were, yeah, I am yeah. exhausted like yeah.
0: I came up this year and I thought I wrote down my learnings from last year right mm. came up first day came in did a tech did, did my first show went mm. straight home had a lovely avocado and spinach and coconut water you know the as, healthy the right? healthy
1: uh, option got up the
0: following day did a workout haven't done a workout since <laughs> yeah 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 came out the second night did my show then went for a few drinks Next thing you know, it was five a.m. Yeah. <laughs> then the knock-on effect is getting out of bed at one o'clock. Then uh, it's eating whatever's in the oh, the bacon and chips and, and then that it's a spiral. It's a spiral uh, effect. Mm. And I haven't, I haven't broken it. I've literally three weeks. I haven't, I haven't seen veg for about
1: three weeks. Yeah, so it's, yeah I met Al Porter there at the Best of Irish as well, and he was emceeing and he looked great. I was really good on stage. We came off and he came. With me. Joe, I'm so hungover. <laughs> just like, yeah. I had a few nights out. With uh, it, and he's got glandular yeah. fever, you know that? Oh, has he? He's
0: got glandular fever, yeah. Yeah. And he's just got the nomination as well. I know. Yeah. He's got glandular fever. A, I was here with him one night, and we were in there in the kind of the the bar where the performers hang out, you know. Mm-hmm. And he came in, and um, I said, well, how was your show?" And he was like, "Fantastic." And I said, "Good stuff." And I, because I finish at nine, he doesn't finish till uh, twenty to twelve. So mm. by the time he had arrived, I had like four drinks. So he was already just starting. So I was four mm. ahead, and then at three o'clock in the morning, I couldn't barely talk. And he was like, "Right, we're going clubbing now." And I was like, "It was out, you know, yeah, out, yeah. Like, all these young fellas have well, all this young. energy, you know."
1: You're fucking young compared to me. I wouldn't be up for that yeah. malarkey at all. I, I've done. I've been there. I've been there. I used to do this thing called. I used to do this version of river dance where I'd be in flippers and whatever. It was very subtle. Anyway, and uh, I had a little tiny T-shirt on. Yeah. and a pair of tights and uh, I did it one night I really hung over and I sweated all my oh. all the alcohol had come out so I took this wet t-shirt off wet with sweat threw it in the corner and went Thank fuck that's over I'll go home now and sleep I forgot the next day I came in I had to put that t-shirt on oh. again and it was manky yeah. stinking stale sweated t-shirt oh <laughs> hygiene goes out the window here i tell you yeah, yeah, hygiene yeah. goes out
0: the window I've I haven't flossed this month, and I normally oh floss. You know, I'm one of these guys. You're really you know? having a wild oh, uh, I mean, Edinburgh. I mean, mm. I, I know I sound very boring, like, but, uh, you know, I try and, I, mm. like, where are we now? We're Thursday night, so I've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I fly home Monday to, mm. to Luton Airport on uh, Monday morning. I have three shows left, but I've only got tonight and tomorrow to drink. These so are so my last two nights now. of, right. And then, you know what? I... I when you come up to the festival, I mean, I've done three in a row now. I come home and i delighted it's done. Mm. I, you know, I have another hour under my belt. Mm. You know, it's all banked and it's tight and I've got all the recordings and I can chip and chop and yeah. put it into the club set and all that. But after about a week, I then kind of miss it, you know? Like, I do kind yeah. of miss it a bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit. I mean, there's a, I saw a guy got a five star review today from The Angry
1: Microwave.
0: I'm like, who the hell is The Angry Microwave? <laughs> you know what I mean well, 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 such you, bullshit up here. there must
1: be bullshit because every poster is every show's the, a five star the, show the best the best comedian you must see yeah I so. every
0: if you walk down one of the streets you will see five stars after five stars the
1: future of comedy is on every comedy, poster
0: there's 1072 comedy shows on a day and every single performer is the future,
1: is the future, of, future comedy. of comedy
0: yeah <laughs> <It's the poster. laughs> well. so like you come up here like I'm looking here at some posters now Right, so he's got Simon Evans, three, four-star reviews. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Simon's a great act. Mm. An act here. Have a look here now. Um. Improv under hypnosis.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No. No, it's, I'm just saying no there.
1: Phil Nickel, four, fives. I would agree with that. Do you, do you know, that show there, actually, you're talking about improv under hypnosis. I won't say who's on it, but the main guy that's on that poster, he left, a, He, it says in small print... He won't be on the last week. If it will be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he hypnotized himself to leave a week early. <laughs> yeah.
0: He is won't a, be on in the last yeah, week. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's another guy who says he's very good, but it's not him. <laughs> um, oh, so. God. Anyway. Uh, I
0: know. There's a lot of... A lot of yeah. The festival is brilliant developing as a comic and getting better. And obviously mm. trying to get things like Melbourne and Perth and Adelaide and yeah, those festivals right, cool. abroad. Oh, that's cool. You know, people could come in and see you do an hour, or they can come and see you do a best of the Fest ten-minute spot. Or, you know, I've done four shows today already. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's great, but the amount of bullshit off mm. acts. I'll give you an example. I got a I got a review today. That was a very nice review. Yeah. But they had I had two reviewers in on the same night, and the yeah. two reviews were completely opposite. Yeah. And I, and I and I just looked at the reviews and I went, who are these publications? Yeah, it's just a guy with a ah, Twitter account. You,
1: you know, sometimes I've read some of the reviews. Uh, it's and I know that appalling. the shows are not that good, and that there's some shows. Yeah, the reviews are too good. Yeah, I know what I, you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, you can go and go. I saw him three weeks before the fringe. Yeah, there's no way that's a five star now. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, no. He, he doesn't have a good work
1: ethic. Well, I think there's probably competition between. Uh, journalists or reviewers to find something that no one else has found. Do you know what I mean? To be the one that found it. They're sort of doing their
0: own fringe internally. They they are, yeah. yeah, I'm the best reviewer of the fringe comedy. No one else understands this except me. But you know what I find really funny as well? It's happened the last couple of years. The people that get nominated because all these reviewers come in and go, oh, you know, this person and that person and that person. They're all really hot at the moment or whatever. Mm. They come up and then the awards come out and it's, say, this... Eight nominations, five of which the reviewers have never heard of, and then the mm. five people that would be nominated hadn't get reviewed for the whole month, then all the reviewers are in there the following night because right. they want to be the first on, <laughs> oh yeah, we knew about him in the first, we always knew about him yeah. or her or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how, like, somebody gets nominated, then all of a sudden the industry is like, oh yeah, I always yeah. knew he was good, yeah. yeah, but you never mentioned him for the last, or him or her, for the last three weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they'll just jump on the bandwagon That's as well, cool. you know what I mean? That's but that's just the way, like, the industry, it's all about hype. And, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I'm, sure, honest, I'm sure so. musicians have the
1: same thing as well. And if yeah. you are work
0: in an accounts office, yeah. I'm sure there's politics going on in there as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. No, I mean,
1: well, I was over here doing a show with Patrick McDonald and we got a four-star, really good review. And, and we looked at that review and went, we're not that good. <laughs> 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 there's no way we're that good. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I know, so, yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, but, uh, like,
0: uh, but you know what? I think... So, Max, yeah. you know, you get the stars. You go, oh, that's next year's port, poster sorted. Yeah, no, it's great to get you know what I mean? it. And you then get the stars. I could put, put I could put a review up of my show tonight that I wrote myself and put it on my poster next year. Mm. Nobody polices it. There's that's no, true. I, I, like, I don't know. There's yeah. no police here. Like, yeah. I could go and put seven five-star reviews underneath it, mm. and then in smallest font, size font, mm. I'd have another and go, AndrewRyan.com, yeah, or whatever, yeah, and I can and people will walk past that and go, oh my god, he's killing the fringe, mm. he's smashing it, it's bullshit, yeah. I know a guy, I tell you, we, we so we, we spoke there about an act that you saw today. He's had loads of press mm-hmm. on on mainline telly, BBC One, does a gig to ten, fifteen people.
1: Yeah, I was there. I've yeah. had,
0: you know, seven or eight bits of press, mid level, you know, like mm. kind of thing. You know, and thankfully, Touchwood. you know, my room is more or less full every night. Mm. You know, I think the best review you can ever get of a show is Word of Mouth. Word of Mouth, yeah. And people don't understand that, like, Word of Mouth. Like, Tommy Tiernan, I want to see Tommy Tiernan's show. He got two three-star reviews. Did he? Yeah. Tommy Tiernan. I went online to book the ticket. I was on my night off because he clashes with me. So, and, I, and this pop-up came up, you know, like, review pop up on the screen and I, yeah. I read it, Tommy Tierney and I read it and I howling myself laughing at the review. Tommy Tierney gets three stars. This is the greatest this is how fucked up this festival is. Yeah. And the people reviewing them are nineteen years of age. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I go and watch the show and I just watch a master class of an yeah. hour of storytelling. Yeah. Just sitting there going, Oh God, I've got to give up, you know. No, I but mean, I come out inspired. You know what I mean? I do come out inspired watching a guy at the top of his craft. And hey, mm-hmm. you got someone. Oh, he's just
1: talking about his family. Yeah,
0: but he's but he's talking about it brilliantly. Yeah, exactly. He's like,
1: brilliant. And sometimes you know there is an age thing. You know, yeah, you're there is an age about thing. Stuff yeah. That's happening to yeah. you as a fifty-year-old and a nineteen-year-old. They Yeah, work. it's not going to work, is it? You know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I take a lot of that stuff with a pinch. I just go whatever. It's
0: nice to get them, but also mm. they don't really mean anything. If you have a good show mm. and you you go you put your effort in people like your show I was mm. here last year in the same room at the same time mm. and um, I did four extra shows because I sold really well and I would say 60% of my audience this year are from last year right yeah so, yeah. I'm, building, so just yeah. Keep, I'm just got to keep just got to keep coming back I hear you know Jason yeah. Burns has done 17 yeah. years or 20 years David O'Doherty 17 years really you know, I'm just no, going to keep, keep so coming back
1: next year by the time I'm 65 and, yeah i would be doing really well that's
0: my, you know, that's my pension. You just got to keep coming and keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And that's what I. That's, Edinburgh oh, is a, it's a marathon. Yeah. And I didn't know, did know like,
1: doing Best of Irish that you get a lot of people coming to the show from that. Cause, yeah. You know, Sometimes I yeah. get a lot of the wrong people, though. W- 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 why?
0: I get a lot of like, oh, he's a lovely little Irish fella now, I must right. go and see. Him. And then they come to the actual show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're
0: effing and blinding and. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they are a bit older, Pesto Irish.
0: Yeah, they can be a little bit older, yeah. But they're nice, though. I'm are
1: there tomorrow again. Are you there? When are you in there? No, I've done, done Are you done? Night. Yeah. I'm doing a gig tomorrow night where you have to uh, get drunk uh, before you go on stage. What gig is that? All the comedians get drunk. can't remember what it's called, but um, I'll, it find a, out. I'll find out tomorrow. Is it a... I don't know. Is I, it a uh, two o'clock in the morning job? No, no. It's like in the evening. It's in, like, I mean, a normal time, nine or ten... And are you, you actually going drunk? to get drunk or are you going to pretend going you're to f- drunk? I think I'm worried. I don't want to have a hanger. I'm going to get, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Drink really quickly. Three or four drinks before I go on. I think that's the best thing. A few whiskeys. And is this just for a 10 minute sack? Um, yeah, 10 or 15. Or
0: something. Is, it, yeah. is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah, Will like it? for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Put, putting, are, they, are they giving you the alcohol? Or do you have to pay for it yourself? Jesus, I do if you've got to pay for yourself, this is Edinburgh all over, isn't it? This is this sums yeah. up Edinburgh as a whole. Oh well,
1: no, I've done a few gigs for a tenor, uh, which they must give around. you. They must they must, um, must give you the. They drink. Must give you the I'm going to find that out, actually. You know, uh, but uh, I, can't, I suppose it's kind of like Drunk with Histories or something. Yeah, or that's whatever. a good show. I like that show. Yeah. That a good um, yeah. So okay. Well, listen. Thanks for talking to me, Andrew. That was a. That was I uh, uh, I can't wait to see you coming over to Ireland again and and people getting to see yeah. one of Ireland's best brilliant episodes. seventh seventh <laughs>
0: <laughs> seventh
1: best seventh best, <laughs> best comedian from Cork <laughs>
0: Chris holds the first six places <laughs> yeah yeah anyway thanks thank you Joel
1: Well, there you go Andrew Ryan what a man and uh, it, it, it was uh, great to meet him there at Edinburgh and I haven't seen him since so um, uh, he probably thought I just uh, discarded his interview and forgot all about it but no there it is there it is Mr Ryan I haven't forgotten about you we've had to turn around and start walking back Have, haven't we Duanna yeah <laughs> because you got we, we, we were walking right into the absolute abyss were we? Yes. And now we're going home. Do you feel happier? Very happy. Yeah, because we're going back. Uh, well, we're still in the darkness, but we're, we're heading towards... The light. The what? The light. Yeah, the light, yeah. Well, I suppose. not. Light. Like what? The street lights. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, home. Home, yeah. So, um... Two little scaredy cats. Uh, Because when you look with the light and the dog. What's scary about Jake, the dog? Because he's he's all black, so you can only see his eyes in the dark. That's what's scary. (laughs) Okay, it's not that scary, but like. You know, everyone knows you walk out in the dark in the middle of the night, like, you're gonna get murdered. (laughs) like horror movie you're like why are you doing that and we're doing exactly what you're not supposed to do in a horror movie so I'm angry at myself but if we do get murdered at least it will be recorded on a podcast and uh, it'll probably do quite well do you reckon yeah like live a live murder (laughs) yeah probably you don't want me talking about this do you no. <laughs> We're not going to get murdered. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, anybody who's been listening recently might uh, have heard these little songs. That they're songs that I'm tagging on to the end of the podcast. You mightn't even have heard them because they go on after the last thing. And uh, they're my sons, sons. Danny's songs, if you are wondering. I'll put one on at the end of this one as well Um, Well, uh, yeah, if you want to contact me My my name is Joe Rooney And my podcast is called Poder Rooney And my website is joerooneycomedian.com And uh, my Twitter is joerooney1 And what else by name it's just Joe. But uh, you can get me there. If we don't get murdered, you can contact me. I think we're nearly home, Duanna. I think we're not going to get murdered. I think we're okay, Duanna. You okay? Yeah. I think we're safe. And uh, so thanks to Daniel Rennie for the music stings on that. And uh, thank you for listening. You can give me enough, you know, the five stars on the iTunes. It's quite easy to do if you just go on iTunes on your laptop. I don't know how you do it on the app. But, uh... I'll figure that out at some point. Um, I'm going to be uh, interviewing Fikra Trench next week, the man who did arrangements for Fairytale New York and uh, some of the Van Morrison songs, Phil Lynott songs, Pope's Rainy Night in Soho as well. He's also worked with Wet, Wet, Wet. In fact, he's worked on a lot of the big major, I would say, love songs. Of the last 30 years. So uh, that'll be out next week, uh, the week after next. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. See you now. See you. We're alive. We haven't been murdered. We've survived. We walked in the dark. It was scary, but we're okay now. Duana, are you okay? Yeah. parent can be really challenging child and family resource network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting visit child and family resource
0: today